here we go. And welcome to episode 425 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... So when things in your life become stagnant, you know, you're no longer happy with what you're doing, then you figure out what's important to you. Then you create your own penis showing game. Nice. Yeah. A little something from that classic waiting. <laughs> that is such a, like, if it's, a, I only recommend that movie to people that have been in the restaurant industry. <laughs> like, if you haven't been in the restaurant industry, you're, you're going to be like, well, this movie, like, it's funny, but I don't get it. I don't get what's so, what's so funny about it. And it's like, you had to have worked at the restaurant industry because, like, every single person in that movie I've worked with at one point or another. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, it's the same with office space. Like, at first, I didn't get office space until I started working in an office environment. Then I'm like, oh, shit, that movie makes so much more sense now. Yeah. You know? So, it's like, it's just, it's like that movie, is, waiting is so specific to the restaurant industry that in... So unless you've worked in it, like it's just gonna, a lot of it's just gonna go right over your head. Right, right, right. Just the great thing and the bad thing about that movie, because the movie is so fucking funny, but like, it know. only yeah, it only applies to restaurant people. Yeah. Which you and I spent a great deal of time in. <laughs> right. So how are you, sir? He takes that, that first hit of the dew. It's like the first dew I really had. I kind of yeah. cut out Mountain Dew, too. Yeah, you, well, you had to. Uh, you, apparently, you were eating food from a straw. Yeah, I had oral surgery last week. Yeah. So. No, not last week. The week before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Nine days ago or ten days. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I just had a couple of wisdom teeth out and back molar out. But it just, I don't know. Yeah, you said your mouth was really swollen. Yeah, it was all swollen up. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Yeah. Um, and uh, it turned out to be worse than I thought it was. I mean, it wasn't like a nightmare or anything. It's just, just really swollen. Right. But it's coming down. So That's good. And, uh, yeah, I haven't really done hard anything. I watched The Hunt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's pretty enjoyable. Hillary Swank was in it, and that's the only person I know that I think in it. Was that the one about the, the, um, it had Betty Gilpin in it, I think. Who's Betty Gilpin? I don't know who that is. Um, you never watched Glow, so you wouldn't know. Um, but I think she was like, like the main character was a blonde, blonde woman, yeah. right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. This is the one I'm thinking of, and yeah, like it was like the liberals were hunting the conservatives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. I, I was really shocked. That that blonde, her name is Betty Gilpin. I I really like her a lot. Yeah, I think you'd like her in this. But yeah, I she mean... played she played um Chris Pratt's wife in uh, the Tomorrow War. <clears throat> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was good. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. 
That was a really good movie. No, you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It was good, right? I love the blood. The twists here and there. It was. I was intrigued by it. I mean, I was going to watch it because it had Betty Gilpin in it anyway. But Uh, I was was intrigued by it because of the political commentary. Yeah. Which turned off a lot of people. But, like, I mean, it was made at the height of, like, you know, Trumpisms and shit. So yeah, I, I thought it was great. I, yeah. The uh, I like how the story moved too. It had yeah. a different take on it, you know, like moving forward, and then they went back in time, and then. But it made sense when they did it. When they did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I liked it. I thought it was yeah. good. I was pretty entertained. Put it that way. And. Uh, I think I watched something else, but some foreign slash superhero cop movie or something. I mean, not foreign, foreign as in like Russian or Czech or something like that. Yeah. Kept getting like number two on Netflix. It was terrible. (laughs) I mean. I kept yeah. seeing like number eight, number seven, number ten. You know what I mean? Like it kept floating yeah. around. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. You know? And it was like, this is awful. Even the subtitling was awful. Uh, I think that's what was throwing me. Yeah. Because it was in, it was in English, but yet it had subtitles. Yeah. But what they were saying, not it wasn't in English. What I'm saying, it was dubbed, right? So I mean, yeah. like. Now, I'm usually okay with that. Um, um, but what they were saying on screen, you know, yeah. like, I want to go get a coffee. Yeah. Right? That's what they said on screen. But the subtitles would be like, I would like to go to the market and go get a cup of coffee at this place and the other. I'm like, that's not at all what he said. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't get yeah. past the subtitles versus what they were actually saying because everything was wrong and it was just like it was throwing me so i was like oh, this is stupid i can't can't stand it <laughs> seriously it was like Ugh. well i i watched uh gunpowder milkshake okay it's basically the female version of john wick to kind of like simplify it okay it the main character is uh Karen Gillan. Really? Yeah. Okay. He's got uh how did I not Le- hear it? <laughs> Lena Headley. Okay. Michelle Yao. Okay. Angela Bassett. And um I can never remember her name, but the woman who played the original Silk Spectre in uh Watchmen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Car Carlina G- Giagano or something like that. Uh and um, the basis of the story is, like, you know, Lena Headley plays Karen Gillan's mom. Mm-hmm. You know, like, 15 years ago, she had to leave her because of, a like, a, a job that went wrong. Uh-huh. Well, Karen Gillan goes into the assassination game herself. So now she's an assassin. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's told to pick up 
to kill this guy and get this money that he stole. Well, it turned mm-hmm. out he stole the money because these bad guys had his his daughter. Uh-huh. So now she goes and saves the daughter, and you know it's just <laughs> chaos ensues, and you know it, it's. Is it good? I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Like okay. it, it is. It is like good, like good gun violence. Mm-hmm. Like if that makes any sense. Like I mean, it, it, there's a lot of like Karen Gillan beating the shit out of people. You know, the, there's a lot of you know good gory gunshots. Uh-huh. You know, there's a it, it, it's <laughs> it was it was just a fun movie. Like uh-huh. the, the plot's thin. You know, yeah, yeah. and I didn't care. I, I still enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, it, I highly recommend it. Like, if, if you're a fan of Wick, then this is going to be, like, something you're going to enjoy. Yeah. Because it's in that same vein. Yeah, yeah. As far as, like, over-the-top gun violence and shit like that. Right, right. Like, you know, I, I think the, the main difference, I think, is going to be, and I, I you know, you're probably going to watch this and be like, like if you're someone like Otter, he's going to be like, well, that's all wrong and that's all wrong. Because like, you know, the way they're using the guns and shit. But at the same time, if you just, just suspend disbelief and it's like, just enjoy it for the shoot 'em up that it is, it, it's, it's a good time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Really? That's cool. Yeah. Even, even better. Yeah, and I, you know, from the what I've heard, if you know, they're hoping to kind of make a gunpowder milkshake universe. Oh, that's kind of cool. Type of deal. So, yes. and the other thing I I, I watched sh- completely out of curiosity was uh, Space Jam Two. Oh, did you? Yeah. I can't bring myself to watch. I didn't like Space Jam One. Right. Well, so. I mean. I'll say this at, at the end of the day, like there were a couple of jokes that I did like laugh at. Like I, I had a couple of laugh out loud moments, mm. but overall it, it, clearly this movie was not meant for me. If I was a 10 year old today, I would probably find it funny. Yeah. Like 10 year old Sean from like 1982 would not have found this funny. Cause the 10 year old Sean wouldn't have gotten half the jokes Yeah. because they're, they're meant for a 10 year old of today's upbringing. Yeah. You know, it, it's very clearly not meant for it. it it's not a, a, something you would say, well, this, you know, I'll say this, this movie is not going to age well because yeah. it, it's it, not that the original Space Jam ages all that well, but it's so focused on right here, right now. Yeah. Like with all of its jokes and the the product placement and every like everything that they put into it, it it's in ten years this movie you'll, you'll look back at it and unless you're a kid from today like you'll you'll look back at this and go well that was a fucking piece of garbage yeah you know um I mean, overall like I mean you know bugs and and the crew I mean you know I, I, it was those bugs on the crew. I mean, the things I learned that, you know, LeBron James cannot act. He, you know, but neither could Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the plot was extraordinarily thin. You know, it, it, this wasn't, you know, 
Shakespeare by any stretch of the imagination. But there were a few moments I kind of like, like, oh, that was pretty funny. You know, mm-hmm. and then it passed. This is a completely unmemorable movie, but it wasn't meant for me. It clearly wasn't meant for me. It was meant for a 10 year old of today, yeah. you know. Yeah, I still won't watch it. Yeah, I, I, I don't blame you for not watching it. I'm not recommending it either. Unless you know, but I'll tell you now, if like if you have a a a nine, ten year old kid, they will think it's the greatest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm sure of it. You I mean, there was like- some interesting stuff. Like, I mean, like in the background, because like you know, the big thing was like at the basketball game, like you know, all the Warner Brothers properties that showed up, and like they had like a 1966 version of Batman and Robin. Mm. There was an Eartha Kit. Catwoman and the uh, um, the Catwoman from the the '92 Batman movie. Um, you know, like there were like Michelle goons, Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, there were like you know guys wearing like goon shirts like from 1966. Uh, like, really. like it was more fun at times. Like actually try to look in the crowd and try to pick people out like or or characters. Not like oh I, okay. I, uh, clockwork orange people okay i see them and you know there's the scooby gang up there and you know there's the jetsons and it was like shit like that was more interesting than the than the movie at times trying to like focus on the background and find you know odd little easter right, eggs right. here and there i don't know we'll... i think there was a nicholson joker at one point like i mean you know there's shit like that that was like more interesting right right did you? How'd you like? Uh, um, uh, the Chris Pratt movie. We never talked about it. You never saw. Yeah, it. we talked. Me and Nancy talked about it last week. I I enjoyed the hell out of it. Oh, did you? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's it wasn't a great movie, you know, but I you know I got two hours of enjoyment out of it. Yeah. And, right. Yeah, I mean. Like I, I watched it and I was like, okay, that, that was, you know, there's a thousand and one holes in this plot, but I'm cool with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, and even like then an otter sent me something about like, you know, the guns and everything that they're using and like how, like none of it made sense. I'm like, yeah, I get that. I kind of thought that too, but you know what? I right. still enjoyed it. You know? Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah, I mean it wasn't. I mean, bad I thought. I mean, it entertained me. It, it was fast paced. Yeah. Uh, it kept going. Um, yeah, so I, I, I kind of got into it. You know what I mean? I think the thing I found most interesting about it though was like the rules of time travel that they set up. Yeah. Like how time, like it was like, like two lifeboats in a stream. You could only go back and forth as they were moving through time. Right. Right. So like that was interesting, and like the the whole thing that they kind of picked up on like with the whole uh, well these people clearly haven't been born yet so they can't create a, t- a paradox the young the you know the people who are sent back from the future yeah and all of us if you look at look at us we're all either older you know most of us are older so we're probably dead yeah by the time you get th- this is why we've been picked is because we can't create a paradox. Yeah, you know, it was shit like that that was kind of interesting. Like the, the way they explained the rules of time and how they kind of rolled that through. Like I, I thought that was really well done instead of it just being like a straight exposition. Right. You know, um, 
but overall, like I, again, like I said, like I, I didn't mind it. I, I thought it was a a fun little movie. Like I, you know, I, I heard rumor again. You know, Amazon's hoping that maybe they can sequelize this. I'm not quite sure how or why you would want to do that. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I don't know how you're gonna do that. But overall, you know, I, I I thought it was a fun movie. Right. Yeah, I liked it too. I, I thought I thought it was really good. Fucking J.K. Simmons with his prison muscles. He's fucking jacked. <laughs> right, dude. Made me feel ashamed of myself. I'm like, fuck. J.K. Simmons is like 64. Right. I know. You know. I like J.K. Simmons. Oh, so do I. I mean, J.K. Simmons <laughs> is one of the, you know, I think one of those underappreciated actors. Like, he's, he's a that guy in many mm. ways. Mm-hmm. But you know he, he's a guy that like you know you think of the shit he's done over the years. If you look at the shit he's done over the years, and you're like, man, this dude can fucking act. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> he's more than just J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. You know, but uh, but I yeah, think, I, 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 I think it was someone that made that movie with uh, that kid that drummed. Oh, Whiplash. Yeah, holy fuck. Oh, yeah. I think he won an Oscar for that, too. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. Talk about deserved. That yeah. was fucking crazy. Movie. I mean, I even go back, like, you know, he was in Oz. Yeah. You know, and, you know, shit like that. And, you like, you just kind of look at his, his body of work, and you're like, this dude has done some good shit over the years. <laughs> you know? It's 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 it kind of sneaks up on you when you look at it. You're like, wow, man, this guy's been around. He's done some shit, right? You know. So any kudos that guy gets, he is well well deserved in my opinion. Right, right. Yeah. So what else? What else, son? What else is new? What else have I missed this week of nights? Well, did did you see the trailer or the reaction trailer? For um, Free Guy. Yeah. With Deadpool and Korg. Yeah, yeah. I saw oh. <laughs> it was good, right? That is the greatest marketing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and that was probably all Reynolds. I'm sure Takiki Takiki Waltala had something to do with that too. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, yeah. He's in the he's in Free Guy, and he you know he's Korg. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, and like at the end when he's when Ryan Reynolds is just like, I like Thor: The Dark World better. You know, like, like shit like that. Like, like little, just little shit. Like, I watched that trailer like five times to just catch all the little jokes. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like those little subtle things that, that both of them were doing. It was just like, oh shit, this is tremendous. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, it's just good stuff coming from him i mean i'm not saying it came from the both of them but what i'm saying is like you know reynolds has been doing this for a while with deadpool so i mean like stunts like this you know what i mean right and so, and they work but you know i mean, remember all the movies remember all those fucking sub movies that had deadpool on the fucking cover oh yeah you remember yeah that was, that but, was i mean crazy. like it was usually still like related to Deadpool. 
Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, like, I mean, this this was tremendous for the reason of it's like the first step of actually getting Deadpool into the MCU. <laughs> right. You know. How do I get into the MCU? Yeah, and like that, that whole like you die a little bit inside, then you wait for your agent to call. <laughs> you know, it was like. Uh-huh. Like, that, that, it was just so like I was Deadpool. it was it was very Deadpool but it was also very <clears throat> to Watala as well like I mean like the way he played Korg and like the way they interacted with each other yeah you know like I, I mean it would be one thing like it'd be one thing if it was just Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool doing that reaction video but yeah. having having Watala as Korg and having them play off of each other the way that they did and like the yeah. banter between the two is what really makes that over the top genius, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. You know, and like I even remember when they first went into production on Free Guy, mm. like it was like the, this whole thing uh, they were doing like this uh like introduction video, like Hey, this is the cast. Like it was like Ryan Reynolds, like, like this is the cast of my new movie, and he's like, um, he goes to Kiki Watala. He's like, and uh, you know we've worked together. This is the second time we've worked together. He's like, I've uh, Ryan, I've never worked with you before. He's like, yeah, Green Lantern. It's like, no, no, and I mean, Watala was in that movie. Uh-huh. He was like, he's like Ryan Reynolds' sidekick in that movie. So it was like when he was like, yeah, I I don't recall ever working with you, Ryan. <laughs> I was like, really? Green Lantern? You and me? He's like, no, no. I, I've never even seen Green Lantern. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, like, I, I, I've... But this was just brilliant marketing, in my opinion. Like, I, I was just shocked that, like, that somebody came up with the idea and that somebody improved the idea. Those are the two things that shocked me the most about this. Yeah. yeah. Like, because it's all, you know, it's 20th Century Fox, but, you know, it's all Disney now. And so it was, like, one of those things where I was like, who who at Disney, like, I'm sure it was Reynolds that came up with the idea. That's what I'm saying, I'm sure. But, like, who at Disney, like, greenlit it? Yeah. You know, like, who at Disney was like, that's a fucking brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't see, like, I don't see Disney coming up with that idea on their own. Right, right. You know, yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was kind of a breath of fresh air. It's kind of like, ah, uh, now we're getting back into normalcy. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, here comes Marvel. <laughs> you know, what I mean? yeah, not that we didn't get it with the shows and everything, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, now we're starting pimping our stuff out a little bit more. Yeah, looking at crossover. You know, not crossovers, but bringing people into the fold. You know, they're doing it little by little. Well, speaking of Marvel. Mm. You you watched the Loki finale. Please tell me you did. I did not. Oh, my God. I did not. (laughs) I watched. I got up to the the seat, the the where I'm at. Um, with Loki is I'm trying to think I saw when he got 
zapped when he was going to confess his love to the girl. <laughs> yeah. I, and I saw after that, I saw I saw the episode after that, but I haven't made it to. So the, when they're in the void and they're in. The gator and, yeah, yeah. The different Zaloki, which I thought was excellent. The way they yeah. pulled that was, like, really good. Yeah, but I have the, the, old, the old dude in the OG Loki costume from, like, the comic books. <laughs> yeah. Tremendous. Yeah, but I haven't made it to... I know. Right? Yeah. I've been told. It's like, wow, well, you know. But I'll probably watch it tonight. I'm sorry. No, I understand. Like, you've been working nice. It's just, it's like... I haven't seen it. And everyone's telling me, too. Did you watch a lot? No, I did, I did not. I did not. Was it good? It was. It was really good. I was, I've been impressed with Tom Hiddleston. I mean, not that who can't be, but... Um, yeah. I mean, talk about, like... Like, owning your own show. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? And I was, and I've been so impressed by Owen Wilson, I can't even fucking stand it. Yeah. I mean, I like Owen Wilson. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I love him in this part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just, oh, yeah. it's a character like you really learn to like. Like I think he's perfect. Yeah. I think he was the perfect choice to cast for that for, for that part. <laughs> so, but I'll watch it. No. Uh. I'm sorry, I just... I, no, no I mean, don't be, I understand. It, it's just it's one of those things where, like, for me, it was like, okay, I can't wait, because I'm hoping Ian's watched this. Because, like, I watched it with Nancy. I mean, I've heard little blips. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. At all. I just want you to enjoy for it. For me or the podcast? For you. Because uh, yeah, I've yeah, heard about we, Kang. Okay. Like, yeah, spo- yeah, spoiler, yeah. Possible yeah, I mean, like this shit. Yeah, I... Yeah. Like the thing, the thing that like you watch it with Nancy, and like Nancy's like, like I'm like, oh shit, that's Kang. Yeah, but is he gonna be the big baddie? I I don't know. I mean, I yes. (laughs) Okay. Just trust me. By the time, but like by the time you get to the end of the episode, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, he's the big bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know. All right. I mean, yeah, I'll, I just find it very interesting what they're doing. Like, I, I'm hoping they sort it all out. I think they would. I think they are and will. Um, I mean, I trusted them this far, and they've never let us down yet, really. Um, but there's a lot of confusing things going on right now with Doctor Strange, and then we have. Spider-Man multiverse and you know there's a lot of things going on that can be very confusing and I just hope that that uh, lays down because there's a lot of other projects at work that I mean I don't know I mean we're bringing back Moon Knight we're bringing Moon Knight in right right Um, we're bringing Morbius in we're bringing Blade in are we are we gonna have like a a version of uh, Marvel Knights, you know what I mean? Like Ghost Rider, they're talking about. I mean, I don't know. Like, there's so many different things going on that it's just, I don't know. Maybe I should just sit back and chill and just let it unfold. But um, 
You know what I mean? Like, well, it's that funny thing of in, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, but it, it becomes that funny thing where, like, you didn't you didn't realize it at the time, but you know, all through like the first the the first the first wave, the fir- the first ten years of Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Like multiple balls were in motion, like as a ju- like they were juggling like three, four, five balls to get you to Endgame. Right. And you know, all those balls become one. Like it's like a magic trick. Right. And they did it in a very subtle way. Mainly because you can only tell the stories through the movies. Like, you know, the fact they have like Disney Plus now and this medium to tell these stories as well, I think is accelerating the process a little bit. But like back then, you know, like you didn't know the end game was the Infinity Gauntlet until you yeah. got to the Avengers and saw Thanos turn and smile for the first time. Like you're like, yeah. oh shit, here we go. Like, you yeah. know, that was like where we were at. You know. Um I, I think at this point, like I can see how in a way how the ending of Loki connects to the ending of WandaVision a little bit, but it doesn't connect at all to the ending of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Because that's a completely different ball that's being you know, juggled. juggled. Yeah, I know. And it's just there's so many, it's so much juggling going on. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I mean, I've heard possible rumors of the awakening of Galactus, which brings in Surfer. That means, which is fine. But I mean, that's fine if you want. If I'm sure they will do him right if he comes back in. Right. But you also have to bring in. You have to bring back in the four. Uh, you have to have that Reed Richards character. Um, back in it i mean right. it, it has to come back into the into them into the big scheme of things here right um but but the, the, what about the, time? And i mean like there's so much i mean it's and, and also too with you know you know venom and carnage you know what i mean right it's but, so much but stuff that, going on but that's like you know okay like, i mean it, 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 it creates this I'm going to put it this way. The ending of Loki creates more questions than it answers. I'm sure it does. And I that's mean, what like, it's to do. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's, it, it doesn't, like, we're, like, at the end of WandaVision, we kind of, like, had a conclusion of that story for the most part. At the end of Falcon the Winter Soldier, we had a conclusion of that story for the most part. Right. This is, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you're just like, holy shit. Okay. Right. Um, but they've opened the, like I said, they've, I mean, they've done it right. They've opened all these doorways, right? Uh, you know, they've, they've opened the doorway of the celestials. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's all kinds of doorways open here and what they choose to do with these doorways. You know what I mean? I guess we'll right. just have to find out. I guess maybe I'm just impatient. Um, but you know, are we gonna get, you know, are we gonna get Adam Warlock in Guardians Three? Um, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I, 
that would be the ultimate disappointment if we don't. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, honestly, like, based on the ending of Guardians 2, like, if I don't get an Adam Warlock story in 3, like, why did, why did James Gunn come back? Yeah, and I think Adam Warlock, I mean, he's the one that's been kind of Easter egging it yeah. the whole time. I mean, so I'm assuming that he's going to do it. I hope he does, but um, I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's it, it just the, the the thing with the with the with the end of Loki. You just kind of sit there and say, "Wow, they're putting the balls in the air faster now." Yeah, yeah. You know, so like I don't know what the the quote unquote end game of this all is going to be. Yeah, but it definitely Loki probably more than. And WandaVision and more than Falcon and the Winter Soldier sets things in motion on a a cosmic level. Yeah. You like know. the over the overall arc. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And I don't know how I feel about Thor Love and Thunder either. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm I'm I am real skeptical on that. Like I am and it has nothing to do with much of anything except for I don't know if Natalie Portman can pull off pull it off. I mean, I'm not saying that she's not a it's the look. And she's about four eleven. Yeah. I mean, you know I mean? Of, she's the least of my worries. I, I know. I mean, I mean, it's, I'm not talking about the whole thing. Right. I'm just saying that in that movie in general, I'm pretty worried about what to expect. I'm know? worried about the tone of the movie. Like, everybody loved Ragnarok so yeah, damn I don't much. Want, I don't want it to be that tone. No. Neither do I. Yeah. You know, and but like, you know. Everybody just fell over themselves. And like when I rank Marvel movies and I rank Ragnarok low, people look at me like I'm insane. And it's like it, it, it just it falls flat. Like it, the first viewing, I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. But I, upon repeat viewings, I just can't get into it. Yeah, I had a problem with it too because it kind of like I had a problem with the. I don't mind. I never mind that badly of um, Thor's quips and like his, you know, like the corniness that comes out and, you know, I never, I, you know, it's not, never bothered me. Um, but when it became almost cartoonish, yeah, that's when it started to bother me. Yeah. And you, and you saw that even a little bit in Endgame. You know what I mean? I'm like, Really? I mean, like, I like some of it, but at the same point, it just, it becomes too much. And then when it's all in a movie like Ragnarok, it was, like, over the top. It was like, I I mean, I get it, but I don't know. I guess I wanted more of Thor 1. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That was like when the Asgardian, you know, going to battle. Yeah, and like this is what Thor is, and and it, it became like they. It's almost like they softened him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I always 
I always felt like I mean, it, it, it was just, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I I get like, you know, what we do in the shadows is like tremendous. And like, there yeah. are other things that, that Takiki Watala has done that like people, you know, and, and I, I feel like somebody at Marvel listened to Joss Wheaton years ago when he was talking about the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And after he watched it, he James Gunn's like, well, what did you think? He's like, well, I expected it to be more like James Gunn. Yeah. You know, so somebody said, well, if, you know, Joss Whedon said that about Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe we should let Takiki Watala be with Takiki Watala. And that's what he gave us with Ragnarok. Right, right. And, like, it's like one of those deals where it's like, like, my first viewing of it, I thought, well, that, that wasn't that bad. I enjoyed it. But when I tried to watch it a second time, I was like, really this jokey yeah it's real jokey and i just thought that it i i just really think that ragnarok just fell short of what it should have been i mean ragnarok could have been epic um on a certain level especially with the fight scenes and shit that what they could have done and on top of it had her yeah i mean come on there's a lot of good in that movie don't get me wrong i mean gold bloom is tremendous but That you, you you also commit the unforgivable sin, in my opinion. Mm. You've wasted Carl Urban. Yeah. Like, honestly, like that is an unforgivable sin, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, it, it, unless you've got something juicy for Carl Urban to do, don't call the man. Right. I mean, you got to give him some stuff to do. Yeah. Because Carl Urban is like, yeah, I know. I get it, yeah. dude. It's yeah. Carl Urban. Exactly. You just you don't waste Carl Urban, right. but um. So yeah, I mean, so that what makes me nervous is like you know, everybody else is so in love with what they did with Ragnarok, and you throw in, you know, I know Pratt's in it. I, I think a couple of other the Guardians are in it. Um, you, you throw that. You know, I, I could just see it being a big joke fest. Right. You know, yeah, I don't want that. Neither do I. Yeah, because I I thought the jokes that were coming from, like, I thought the stuff that was coming from Guardians Guardians was was good. Yeah. Like, there was I liked it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it made sense. Like, it was okay. It was supposed to be some of it was supposed to be tongue in cheek. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was done very well. Yeah. <clears throat> um, like the whole prison scene was done very well. Yeah. The beginning. I mean, that was perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's good comedy. This in Thor, it just kind of just got shoved down her throat, and I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, we understand the way you talk. You know, I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, like it was I, too I much. definitely think Thor needed to be lightened up a little. I but, didn't. But not this much. Right. Well, it became cartoonish. Right. It became like, um, you know, the cartoon Little Avenger. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, I mean, I get it. But, it, I mean, it's funny. But it's just, it's like, I'm not too funny. I, I'm not trying to be too critical of, because I like Hemsworth's Thor. It's just like, yeah. it's like. I don't know. Like, like the whole Lebowski thing bothered me, and and uh, 
Endgame 2. Like, I was like, really, you're going to rip that? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's one part of, of Endgame that I, I didn't really care for too much. I was like, you're really going to rip Lebowski See, like I, that? Did, it didn't bother me at all because it was like that, that thing of, like, that moment in Asgard when he when he calls the hammer to him. Yeah. He's like, you know, the hammer comes. And he's like, I'm still worthy. That's important because, like, he was in a depression. He failed, you know. And even though he cut off Thanos' head, he still failed, you know. And it, like, it, so to have that moment where he's like, I'm still worthy of my hammer despite the depths I've fallen to was right. important. Yeah, like, I mean that th- there was shit like that. Like, I guess, and it was you know, the, good. And, and it was good when he was laying on the ground and Cap got the hammer and he goes, "I knew it." That yeah. that that was I liked that. You yeah. know what I mean? And I don't mind like little things here and there, but every word out of his mouth was something like crazy town. I was just I, I get it. I just yeah. I don't know. I, don't I, I get I get I get what you're saying to an extent. But at the same time, like, I thought his storyline was a very interesting one. Yeah. Because of, like, even at the beginning of Endgame, or at the end of, uh, the beginning of, uh, well, no, at the beginning of Endgame, like, before, like, they do the five-year time jump, and he's just, like, sitting there alone, yeah. you know, and they're like, what's up with him? He's like, well, he, he failed. He thinks he failed us. Yeah, you know, and and Rock is like, and he did, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. yeah, Rock is like not holding anything back. He's like, he's pissed at himself because he failed and he did. Yeah, you know, there's like, no consoling him. Brutal truth there. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and so I, I I get it. Like it, I just I I'm just a you know, I think there's a happy medium between. Like Thor from the first movie. Yeah. And Thor and Ragnarok. Right. And you have to find that happy medium. I, I think like Joss Wheaton kinda did. Especially in the first Avengers movie. Uh, yeah, he did. I have you to know, say that. He did. Yeah. You know, he's like, you know, that's my brother you're speaking of. He's killed millions of people. He's adopted. You know. Yeah, that, but it's funny shit. Yeah, but he, but, but he was, but you're right. He was more in a dark tone. Yeah, and like even like in the the Ultron, you know, there there's a bit of a a happy medium there that they found. Yeah, you know, but at the same time, like you know, but pe- like I said, I just I worry because like people just fall over themselves to compliment that movie so much, and it's like. I'm not saying that it wasn't good, but it's, it could have been ten times better. Yeah. Especially, I mean, you're just wasting. I thought I thought Hella was wasted. Truly. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that you could have done a lot more and shown a little bit more. Like, it was kind of disgraceful to the Asgardians. In, in yeah. a sense. I mean, like, they just went down like flies. I mean, they didn't even, like, there wasn't yeah. a battle. I mean, like... There's no, I mean, I know her powers, you know, and everything like that, but there was no way that would have been ever written in a book. Yeah. There's no way that she would have, you know, done. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? 
and I didn't like the slaughtering of the original of the, the of Warriors the crew. three. Yeah, yeah, the Warriors. I just couldn't. I don't know. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't escape that. There's yeah. no way that they would have went down that easily. <laughs> yeah, and, and like Thor has been like, you know, it started off okay, and then like it just. Every movie they've put out has been like that is connected to Asgard or Thor has just been disappointing. It's very depressing. No wonder he wants to give it up. But what I'm saying is, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's destroyed. You know, the, you know their home home world's destroyed, and then uh, you know they get on the ship to escape, and then and yeah, you know, let's just have Thanos destroy that ship and kill you know sixty five or seventy percent of the people that were on that ship. Yeah. Including Loki, you know, and it's like, God, this is like, this is like terrible. You know what I mean? yeah. like, not that it should be all fucking roses, but I'm saying that it, from a storyline standpoint, it was like, I felt like I wasted my time watching Ragnarok knowing the, what's going to happen. And when it did happen, I was like, what the fuck was that whole movie for then? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like it was like, yeah, we'll just sweep this one under the rug. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, who knows? I'm just bitching. Uh, but I'm, I, I, I am, I am curious about, I am curious about Blade. Um, I'm interested to see what they'll do with it, and I'm very curious. I, I really want to see a good Ghost Rider movie. Like, and I'm I'm curious to see what they would do with that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, or Ghost Rider something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think I think that that's one of those ones where it's like I I know, I, dude. I know because I mean, like they're so bad. I just I, I don't like. There's, you've got to kind of look down the list of characters and just kind of say to yourself, maybe this guy shouldn't be in the movies. Right. But, you know. like, when you get into the, I don't know. Like I said, when I, when I mentioned the Marvel Knights, you know, the, yeah. are they trying to do a reincarnation, not incarnation, but a different level of the Knights? And I don't know. I mean, I don't know too much about Moon Knight, period. I mean, I I never really read it. Yeah, I mean, he's really come into popularity like in the last ten he's years. Sort of like the Batman of Marvel, I guess, in a sense, right? Am I right on well, that? My understanding is apparently he, he's he has multiple personalities, right? Yeah, he's got multiple personalities. He's insane, and he, you know, he, one of his personalities thinks he's an Egyptian god, <laughs> or maybe he is an Egyptian god. I'm not quite. I, I thought his powers were derived from Anubis. Something like that, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's all like again, like Moon Knight's rise to pop fame lately has been, like come like within the last ten years. So yeah. and since I haven't been reading comic books in the last ten years, it's kind of like okay, I, I'm not familiar with this guy at all. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so like I, I, you know, I think it's exciting that they're like the fact they're even going to try to attempt this is exciting to me. Because, like, what little I do know of the character, I'm kind of, like, looking at it going, wow, that'll be impressive if they pull it off. Right, right. You know, 
Like, if they pull this off, I'll be really impressed. But at the same time, like... I swear there was some kind of series that, um... I, I don't know. I don't know where I read it. I don't, I don't know. But I, I swear there was a... Like, the original... I think the original Moon... Um, Marvel Knights, I think they went um, after the Punisher. I think that's why they were formed, but that not those people. You know, there was a, it was a different set. Like I think um, uh, Black Widow was part of that shit. And well, I, mean, I, don't, I, I know at one point what it was it was Daredevil, Black Panther, um. I'm trying to think, there were two other characters they kind of did Widow. that with. I'm pretty sure Widow was part of that original crew. Yeah, I can't it's remember. It's to Punisher. I thought. I think so. Yeah. And then, and then later on, I think that because I think they've they've done it, you know, many different versions. But I just like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. But um, I swear, one, I swear, it was like Blade and Moon Knight and. That crew. Yeah. Going after Dracula or Morbius. Um, yeah. Going after Drax or something like that. I don't know. I, I'm still excited to see Morbius. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I'm kind of like... It's like one of those things that like, you've got to kind of like start looking down the roster and saying, yeah, may, maybe these characters shouldn't be put in movies. <laughs> you know, like... There are some, that's what I'm saying, and that's why yeah. I, I was telling you before. There's so many doors that they've opened. Yeah. I just don't know how, you know, because I'm assuming Morbius is going to be a baddie. I'm assuming. I I think he's going to fall into that same category as kind of like a Venom. Maybe. Like, like anti-heroes type of deal. Yeah, yeah. You know? I don't know. Like we haven't, like other than that first show, we haven't seen jack shit because they keep pushing that movie back. You right. Know? So, I mean, it's one of those situations where, like, you know, other than that first trailer that we saw many, many, many moons ago, like you know, you haven't seen anything else from it because it's like you know what now? I think it's coming out in February of 2022. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I heard there's an Easter egg in the uh, new um, Black Widow thing, too. I haven't watched that yet. I haven't I haven't seen it either, but there's yeah. an, there's like an explanation Easter egg. Yeah. So, I, I talked to a lot of people that have seen it, and they said they wished it had come out. Years uh, ago. Yeah. Years ago. Like before all the, you know. Yeah. Because they said it's really good. It's just, it, it, it felt... It's uh, a couple people said it's, it fell out of place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as far as when it was released. So, yeah, this should have come out around the same time as like Civil War or right after Civil War. Yeah. Just her backstory. Yeah. You know, like her. Yeah. Movie. I mean, it's almost like they felt like the, the movie honestly feels like it's like, well, we kind of owe Scarlet. Yeah. Yeah. This is her redemption. Thing. This is like our thank you, and also our way to like get another Black Widow at some point. 
Somebody um, going off of Marvel, um, somebody said they saw a recent pic of uh, The Rock as um, Black Adam. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Uh, he looked pretty good. I mean, well, I mean it, it was like just Black from the Adam. back. Yeah. Like, it, it was just from the back. Like, you couldn't see, like, the get a real good look at the costume. Uh-huh. But, I mean, you know, from the back, I was like. Is he, like, Cena big or is he, like, kind of slender? Like. He, he he's like rock big. Okay. You know, like, I mean, he's he looks huge. Yes, know? I hate that. I like. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind that he he gets all jacked. You know what I mean? But yeah. What I'm saying is like it gets to a point where it looks cartoonish. Well, cartoonish I mean, is the name of the game here, but yeah, name of the, the word of the day. But but in all honesty, for Black Adam, it works. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I don't know anything about Black Adam. Yeah. So. Like if you if I show you a picture of Black Adam, you're gonna be like, oh shit, yeah, that that is the Rock. Okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was just a picture from from the back. It wasn't black and white, but like from what I could to see, it was like, yeah, that, that that's probably that's a good look at Black Adam from the back. <laughs> and he's a bad guy, right? In in the comic books, yeah, he's like the he he's the guy. That the the wizard initially gives power to. Okay. And it corrupts him. You know, and then later on he gives it to to Freddy. Uh-huh. Who, you know, becomes Shazam and he's all the good things of, you know. The, the the wisdom of Solomon, the speed of Atlas, the strength of Hercules, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Black Adam is, you know, he's an interesting character, especially the way they've kind of like rewritten him or re you know retconned him le- recently. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sure in the movie, like again, he's going to be kind of like a an anti-hero I would think like you know he's the hero of the story but in reality he's not a hero at all right you know like the scorpion king I'm just kidding yeah and then at the end of it you know he'll he'll get ready to face Shazam right I just hope they don't like become friends and everyone gets a trophy do you know what I'm saying yeah I got like, it, like their relationship becomes one of those ones, kind of like um, how Jordan and Sinestro. Okay. Like, like they hate each other, but there are times that they have to work together. You know. <laughs> yeah. But the second that they're done working together, it's like we're gonna fuck each other up. You know. Right. So, um. Like they have that kind of like a, a give and take relationship, but like at the end, like at the end of the day, you know, Freddy slash Shazam feels that Black Adam can be redeemed. Oh, really? Save his soul type of shit. Because he's meant to like, and even in the 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 end of the movie, like it shows like, well, there's one chair empty. Like, well, we'll welcome our brother with open arms. Well, that that brother is Black Adam. Oh wow. Yeah. So pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 
So, one other tidbit I wanted to cover. Okay. There was a a poll taken. Now, this was only the results of 600 people who voted uh-huh. as far as what is your least favorite or what is the worst Star Wars movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, I'll be honest. The answer that the people gave rather surprised me. Attack of the Clones was considered the worst Star Wars movie. Really? Yeah. With The Phantom Menace coming in second and The Rise of Skywalker coming in third. Wow. Now, the only reason this surprises me is because I, I, like, I consider The Phantom Menace the worst Star Wars movie. Like, by far, it's the, the worst Star Wars movie ever made. <laughs> I have to agree with you. Like, the only redeeming value of that movie is the lightsaber battle. Yeah. You know, like, in that's the be- In the beginning. Yeah, the beginning, like... The very opening. Yeah, the very opening is really cool, and then the, the you know, the Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Darth Maul fight is, you know... Epic. Epic, yeah. And, um... But it becomes like this thing of like, like I get it. Like Attack of the Clones is isn't a great movie, but I think it's better than people give it credit for. I agree. <laughs> like I get it. Like Hayden Christensen's bad in that movie. Yeah. You know, and Allie Portman is not much better, but nah. like the, the like the beginning of the Clone Wars, like that. Like that, the battle of Geonosis, like e- even like fucking, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Sam Jackson is showing up and like this party's over, you know. Like, it, it, there's a lot of good in that movie. Yeah, I think so at least. I do too. I, I think like right. e- even like, I even think like the speeder chase, like in the at the you know the beginning of the movie like you know that's interesting like yeah. we're chasing down the bounty hunter and everything like I, I think there's a lot of good in that movie and you know it, it's our like it's our like you, you saw him in the phantom menace but he didn't play as big of a role like it, 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 this is where we really get like you and mcgregor as obi-wan kenobi right 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 you know like in the first movie it was kind of like Oh yeah, he's Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, that makes yeah. sense, I guess. Yeah. In this movie, you're like, oh yeah, he's Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. You know. Oh <laughs> shit, yeah. You know, like this is where you really get full on you and McGregor. Like at first movie, it's 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 Liam Neeson's movie. Yeah. You know, in the second movie, it's when we finally get like the fine Kenobi beard. Right. You know? And I almost thought that the. Liam's part was like, it's almost like they wasted him. Like, can you imagine the Jedi he could have been if they just let loose? But I, I agree. Like, I mean, you, I would have loved to have seen Liam Neeson, <clears throat> much like Darth Maul. Like, those are two characters that was like, oh fuck, I, I hate that they kind of got wasted. But 
like Dave Filoni explains it so well. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a very good chance if Liam Neeson's character as a guy, if Qui-Gon Jinn does not die, Anakin never falls. Right. Because Liam Neeson would have been a father figure. Okay. And that's what Anakin needed. Instead, he got a brother. Yeah, yeah. Because Obi-Wan didn't want to train him. Obi-Wan took on the responsibility only because he promised it to to, to Qui-Gon. Right. You know, but he ends up not being a father to Anakin. He ends up being his brother. Right. And because of that, like, it's like he... They feel like the the duel of the fates. It's called that because it's for the 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 soul of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And if if Qui Gon wins that fight, then there's a very good chance that Anakin never falls because he has the father figure that he needed. Right, right. And it's like he doesn't. He gives. I'm I'm doing the explanation complete injustice. Like you need to find this on the internet, and. And like it's on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. And let me see if I can find it, because it's only a couple of minutes. But like the explanation he gives is so fucking good, and it's like I never thought of it that way. And now that I am, you know, it, it makes that so much more important. My God, was the Phantom Menace bad? How do you tell the story that we've all grown up with imagining who Anakin Skywalker was? You saw so many things in Phantom Menace that you just imagined, like the Jedi Council, and none of it really was what I had expected. But I know now that that's just like how creative George is. Like he just sees it differently, and he's laying it down. And I love the lightsaber fight with Darth Maul, not because it's a lightsaber fight, but because George is so good at crafting why that fight's important every time. Like, you know, the Obi-Wan Darth Vader fight isn't, like, the most wonderfully staged, necessarily, combat that you're ever going to see, but there's so much at stake. It's so beautiful when Obi-Wan dies that we all feel like Luke. In Phantom Menace, you're watching these two Jedi in their prime fight this evil villain. Maul couldn't be more obviously the villain. He's designed to look evil, and he is evil, and he just expresses that from his face all the way up to the type of lights that he fights with. What's at stake is really how Anakin's going to turn out. Because Qui-Gon is different than the rest of the Jedi. You get that in the movie, and Qui-Gon is fighting because he knows he's the father that Anakin needs. Because Qui-Gon hasn't given up on the fact that Jedi are supposed to actually care and, and love, and that that's not a bad thing. The rest of the Jedi are so detached, and they've become so political, that they've really lost their way. And Yoda starts to see that in the second film. But Qui-Gon is ahead of them. That's why he's not part of the council. So he's fighting for Anakin. And that's why it's the duel of fate. It's the fate of his child. And depending on how this fight goes, Anakin is gonna, his life's going to be dramatically different. So, Qui-Gon loses the force. So the father figure, is he knew what it meant to take this kid away from his mother when he had an attachment. And he's left with Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan trains Anakin at first out of a promise he makes to Qui-Gon, not because he cares about him. When they get Anakin, when they find him on Tatooine, he says, why do I feel like we've found another useless life form? He's comparing Anakin to Jar Jar. Excuse me. And he's saying, this is a waste of our time. Why are we doing this? Why do you see importance in these creatures like Jar Jar Binks and this 10-year-old boy? This is useless. So 
he's a brother to Anakin eventually, but he's not a father figure. That's that's a failing for Anakin. He doesn't have the the family that he needs. He loses his mother in the next film. He fails on this promise that he made, mother, I will come back and save you. So he's left completely vulnerable. And Star Wars ultimately is about family. So that moment in that movie, which a lot of people I think diminish into just all just a cool lightsaber fight, but it's it's everything that the entire three films of the prequels hangs on is that one particular fight. And Maul serves his purpose and at that point died before George made bring him back. But he died. And that's showing you again how the Emperor is completely self-serving. He doesn't care, it's just a tool and he's using people. And now he's gonna use this child. That follows all the way through to the line which terrified me as a kid when the Emperor tells Luke, you like your father are now mine. And the idea when I was a little kid watching that movie of some evil person possessing my father, making him do things or making him be evil was, was terrifying. That was like a, a thought that was horrible. Also, it's amazing when you watch Return of the Jedi that Luke has never done anything that I would call it like he's a bad character. He has like a tendency to be dark. And a lot of people wanted Anakin. Well, he should have been darker as a character. It's not true at all. I, I believe Luke would turn to the dark side. He goes on for a few more minutes there, but you get to look this up. It's Dave Filoni's a fucking genius. Like he he just he is. Like it's amazing. Like I've said it before, and I'll say it again. That the man studied under the feet. He studied under the learning tree of George Lucas. He's as close to George Lucas as you can get without being George Lucas. You know, and like his understanding, like listening to him talk about like that lightsaber battle like he did just did and like what it meant to the entirety of like the skywalker saga like open my i never thought of it that way right right. but he's right yeah you know what i mean like if if you think about it like if qui-gon wins that we may never get darth vader anakin never falls right right the Jedi never fall. Like, it's like so fascinating to like think of it that way. And, but, you know, the rest of that, like, so like, like the way that that, that lightsaber battle is so different, but like the rest of that movie sucks so bad. <laughs> you know? It's awful. It is. Like, I, I, I can't believe it ranks second. And, and clones is, is first. Because I, I, I get, like, why, like, like you, you sit there and you say, well, we have clones, you know, as Hayden, and, you know, there's a lot of, like, you know, oh, this is just bad acting. And I get that. But, like, I thought the overall story that they at least tried to tell was far better than <laughs> The Phantom Menace. All right. Like, even, like, Revenge of the Sith, which, which like... Again, that's a movie that's got a great beginning and a fantastic ending. But, man, that middle was a snoozer. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, and, like, the other thing that surprised me is, like, it just it has so much hatred shot towards it. I thought The Last Jedi would be first. Yeah. That was the other one I thought, like, you know, it, it, I think it came in fourth. I mean, you got to admit, like, the Rise of Skywalker is a bad movie. Right. Like, I mean, I, I can't get around that. I can't defend it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like trying to defend Star Trek V. <laughs> right. You know, you, it's undefendable, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
there are good points in it, sure, but overall, it's a shitty fucking movie. <laughs> and um, uh, but you know, I, but like Last Jedi, like it just has so much hatred thrown at it. Yeah. Like it just, I was surprised, and you know. So what what like what are your thoughts? Like I'm I'm Ramborn here and I'm playing fucking Dave Filoni for us. But like what are your thoughts on all this? Like what what do, 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 I, I I think Phantom Menace by far is the worst thing I've probably ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> number one because of the bad acting, it pays off with the lightsaber, paid off in the beginning. But if I had to hear any uh, Natalie Portman say Annie one more time in the fucking in the in the trilogy, yeah, I thought I was gonna throw up. Um, and I also thought it was just kind, of, you know, kind of weird that you know she ended up uh, being the mother of a kid she met when he was six. But I mean, I, 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 mean, he, he I was ten. No way. He's supposed to be ten in that movie. Huh. Anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe you're right. Yeah. Um. Well, he's no taller than a Jawas ass, so I mean, like, yeah, no. But um, I just, I don't know. I Phantom Menace is number one for me. It was just so disappointing. Um, I liked clones. <laughs> That's the one I didn't mind. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, if you're gonna play some on, That's rough. I mean, for me, it's probably like, it's Phantom Menace is one. Rise of Skywalker is two. Yeah. And then Return of the Jedi is three. Yeah, Jedi is probably three for me. Ewoks is still unforgivable. Like, I mean... (laughs) Yeah, Jedi might even come in as number two for me. I I thought that... uh, I just... (laughs) There was just... But there's some redeemable things in Jedi. You know what I mean? That yeah. um, that kind of boosted past two for me, maybe because of I like the whole Java thing, um, the escape, the like, uh, like, and all honestly, other than the Ewoks, the Ewoks are the problem with Return of the Jedi. It just like, killed it. Yeah, so like it's like when I put when I say it's three, like there is a huge gap between the Phantom Menace and Rise the Rise of Skywalker to yeah. like. To, to return to Jedi, like you know, it, there's a very big gap between those two movies and then, like how bad Jedi is because Jedi has far more redeemable values than those other two do. Yeah, they do. I you just know. didn't. I mean, I don't know how you can come off of Star Wars, which was good, and then you have Empire, which was like phenomenal, and then you just come into Jedi like you're so hyped up. I remember being so hyped up for Jedi. I'm just like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if they he... only could have found enough seven footers. I know. I know. They had as much seven footers as they did uh, little people, would be all right. Yeah. But uh, 
I just couldn't get, I could, yeah, I couldn't get into it. I, I just, I, the Ewok thing and the whole celebration, you know, the celebration was even worse. Um, yeah, it was, that was bad. Yeah, Billy D dancing around doing it the celebration. It was oh. horrible. Yeah. It was like an after, it was like when the movie wrapped up and they had a party. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what that was. <laughs> All that was was the after party, after par, after yeah. party, after uh, after party footage. Uh, Billy D had three Colt forty fives in him. Yeah, physically, oh. no, but I mean, like, uh, I just, I mean, the burning of Vader was good. Yeah. Um, and that's it. I mean. You just went through hell and back on Hoth. You know what I mean? And battling an empire, but especially Hoth. I mean, you had snow speeders going down. You were trying to get them out of Hoth. And, I mean, it was horrible, right? I mean, like, you didn't think they were going to get out. You know what I'm saying? Like, first time you saw the ATAT, you know what I mean? Like, first time you saw the ads, I was like, man, that's, that's fucking wicked shit. I mean, that's yeah. good imagination. You know, and then you have, you know, you know, uh, Ewoks dropping rocks on them and them shaking their heads. It was like the beginning of the end for me. Yeah. And and then it came out with the Phantom Menace. I was like, please redeem yourself. Please redeem yourself. Nah, we're just going to give you Jar Jar Binks and some bubbles that people float around in so they can't get hurt, force fields. and <laughs> Yeah. I was like, and then you have robots. This is the comic, re- comic relief and... Roger Roger and I'm like what happened what happened to you sir yeah you know but to me he redeems himself with clones like clones is like a darker movie it's got some problems but I mean overall I I liked it yeah so but you're uh, right on the last one it was a snoozer well, on, on Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah, you have that, like, that fantastic opening, that fantastic ending, but, man, in between, like, you're going to the opera. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. You know? Have, have you ever heard the story of Dark Plague is the Wise? And you're like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, you know, and it's funny, too, because with those movies, they had such a problem with, um, they had uh, such a problem with the Yoda character. I, was, I didn't have a problem with the Yoda character. No. I, except for his weak-ass sauce. I'm so tired. Um, you know, fucking uh, crawling out the rat hole. Um, I didn't have a problem with it. But uh, <clears throat> I didn't. I, I, could, I couldn't get past it. I was like. Yeah, Yoda should have taken this dude out with his fucking little finger, and I mean, I get why it didn't happen, but I mean, crawling out a rat hole, yeah, <laughs> slinging down into a ship, yeah, organic ship or whatever. I'm like, hey, come on now, and he just fight. He was like, yeah, I'm throwing my chips in. Jimmy Smith's picking up, and he's just like, I got my ass handed to me. Right, I was like, I'm throwing my he chips out, and I'm going to rehab for a while, you know. Hang out with some swamp monsters. Yeah, a place we can go. I need to uh, I need to get my drink on. <laughs> yeah, I gotta collect myself. Yeah. 
you know, maybe get a pet snake, something I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Brown or orange, doesn't matter. Whatever. I got a little <laughs> cabin in the woods I'm going to spend some time in. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to camping. I'll be there for a while. Yeah. Uh, don't call me, I'll call you. Eat some uh, Zagnuts and Butterfingers. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Obi-Wan going? The desert. Fuck that shit. I know. They they excluded themselves, like, in the worst ways. Yeah. Like, like, like hell on Earth. Yeah. You know, like, he went to this fucking horrible planet, Obi-Wan. And then Yoda was like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, put myself inside of an aquarium tank. Yeah. Well, like... like <laughs> you're going where tatooine yeah that's that's too dry for my skin oh. yeah my skin can't do that yeah i'm going to a swamp planet that'll this needs moisturized on a regular basis <laughs> right it's not easy green being green motherfucker yeah. <laughs> you know i'm 400 yeah. yeah. I don't know if you're aware of this. You know, I have a whole regimen to get this shit looking this good. Right. I don't have as much hair as you do. Yeah. You know how much product I've got to use to moisturize this face? <laughs> right. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I thought, you know, I, I don't get it. I don't know what he was doing for that long period of time. I don't know. That Luke Skywalker did, but I mean, like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I like Dagobah. I like that whole thing. But yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah. I just I, did he just, and you felt that, you know, you just. Well, I guess we'll find out. But I mean, like, you just felt like, you know, did everyone just like. Chew on that shit house like for I don't know thirty years. I guess not that long. It was eighteen. What, how old? Eighteen years. Yeah. 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 Luke was like eighteen or nine. Luke and Leia would have been like eighteen or nineteen when Star Wars yeah. takes place. That desert aged him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at Ewan McGregor when at the end of Sith, and then you look at fucking. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi, like if that's eighteen years, holy shit, yeah, like fucking Alex Guinness, fifty yeah. years. Ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was hard what, desert living. What are you eating do back shit? What's wrong? With you? Like, you know what I mean? Like you just turned weak sauce real quick. I, yeah. I don't get like. I don't even. I don't even understand. I'm just glad they didn't spend too long on Tatooine, or I, I may have not even liked Star Wars <laughs> on that fucking scene. <laughs> and like the Jabba thing was pretty quick. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like you know we'll take a trip to Phoenix and then we're out. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> it's not like the whole movie was based. You know what I mean? I was just like, that's too I, much. I even loved like when when they did, um. They were never doing episode two. Mm-hmm. They filmed the scene, like the ending of episode three, like the scene where Obi Wan gives Luke to um, uh, um, Owen and Baru. Yeah, yeah. He filmed that during episode two because they were in Tunisia. Yeah. And like I remember watching like a behind the scenes, and they were you know in 
they're doing this and like George wasn't revealing what was being but like we're 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 filming a scene for episode three today mm. um while we're here in Tunisia. And somebody asked him, he's like, uh, well, what if when you write episode three, you decide to go come back to Tatooine? He's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, yeah. George was like, done. Like, George was like, I am not coming back to the desert. Yeah, I'm not coming this. back here. Yeah. yeah. I'm done with this place. Yeah. I was spent <laughs> too much time in Tunisia. Okay. Right. I've been digging sand out of my craw for like three months. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just film Dune. I was here I was here in seventy seven. I was here in eighty eighty three. I was here for episode one and episode two. I am not coming back for three. <laughs> yeah. Any any scenes we need, film it now. Yeah. Even if I think I need to come to Tatooine, I'm not. <laughs> Just leave, leave all the props behind. I don't even want them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Oh. Let's go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag. All right. Mailbag. And... As always, we have an email from our good friend, Superfan Thad. Hello, my two favorite hosts who like to mow each other's grass while wearing a dress. <laughs> it was a kilt. Yeah, get it right, son. Sean, tell Nancy she is wrong. Kevin Smith is not a douche. Jared Leto is a douche. <laughs> Jared Leto is not good enough to suck Kevin Smith's dick. Hell, wow. Jared Leto is not good enough to suck Ian's dick. Wow. 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 Speaking of which, I, I'm going to tell this story. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, la- well, last week, speaking of Jared Leto, so la- last week we were talking about the death of Richard Donner, and it led us to a conversation about Mel Gibson. <laughs> okay. Because okay. you know Donner directed. Four, four Mel Gibson movies with the Lethal Weapon movies. Sure. So we ended up naturally talking about Mel Gibson. So on Monday, I wake up and I'm looking at Twitter and I see Mel Gibson is trending. Oh, God. Now, we recorded the show on Sunday. Yeah. And Monday, I wake up and Mel Gibson is trending. Okay. And I'm thinking to myself... We just uh, talked about Mel Gibson. I hashtagged Mel Gibson. Yeah. Why, is, why is Mel Gibson trending? Mm-hmm. Is it because of us? <laughs> no. Is it? Is this? Is this? This is. Is this it? We finally hit. We're big yeah. time. And yeah. it's because me and Nancy were talking about Mel Gibson. Am I gonna have to fire Ian? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. And I look, and it's because you know he saluted Trump at the UFC fight. You Ooh, know. Did he? Yeah. Oh, you didn't hear about this? No, I didn't hear anything yeah. about this. So this is why he's trending. So Saturday at the McGregor fight, you know, you Sunday, fucking Jared Leto steals all the headlines because he dresses like like your your fucking mom going to Target, going to the UFC fight. Yeah, I know. But then Monday, all of a sudden Mel Gibson is trending, 
And it's because Trump shows up at the at the UFC fight and he's walking down the aisle, him and uh, Molina. And like, you know, some people were cheering, some people were booing, but Mel Gibson is in the fucking crowd. And as Trump walks by, Gibson gives him a full salute. Oh, God. And so, of course, the Internet just oh. blows up because, it's, you know, yeah. isn't this guy already been canceled once? And, yeah, I, I, you know, it was just like unbelievable. <laughs> but it was just unbelievable timing <laughs> that at the same time I had just recorded a podcast where we talk extensively about Mel Gibson. Right, right. right. So I'm like thinking to myself at first, like in my f- I'm still like, you know, half asleep as I'm thinking this. I'm like. This is it. <laughs> this is my big break. We've huh. finally done it. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, and it's because of Nancy. I'm going to have to fire Ian because Nancy did this. You know, fire me. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the old, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. But no. In fact, I, I even thought, well, maybe just maybe some folks listen to the podcast because of it. No. No, we got nothing. <laughs> there was no, there was no Mel Gibson bump. <laughs> right. So. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Continuing on. The Tomorrow War is pretty cool. I liked how time travel worked. If you were gone a week, you returned a week later. Yeah. See, I told you Kang was in the last episode of Loki. You'd not believe me last week. Well, I, like I, I don't like spoilers, Thad. How how hard is this to understand? I I know you want to know what you're gonna watch for some ungodly reason. So you go down in the deep dark depths of the internet to find these spoilers. I don't. Right. I don't want to be spoiled. I like surprises. I like I like having the story unfold in front of me. So. <laughs> So, no, I'm not going to believe a fucking word you say until I see it for myself. Because I don't go down those deep, dark corners of the internet where, you know, donkey porn and fucking donkey you know, porn. Yeah, then Marvel spoilers lie. I don't want to know. <laughs> Interspecies erotica, bucko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen. Well, I'm not using that word. The the guy from the the Anaheim Angels pitch and bat. He has 30 plus homers and has five or six wins. Was named a starter for both pitching and DH. I I saw I don't I don't watch enough baseball. I mean I know that the show high or I can't remember what the guy's name is, but uh. Yeah, I saw this guy's doing this. It's pretty impressive, actually. What's he doing? I'm sorry. He's a he's a Japanese player. He's from Japan. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he he's he's bat he bats DH for the Angels, and he's got like great power. He's like he's I, I can't I don't know actually how many how many home how many home runs he has at this point. I believe he's right. He's got about 30 for the year so far. Oh, yeah. But he's also like an ace pitcher. So he's a starting pitcher for them as well. So every five days, he trots out there as a pitcher. And he's got like six wins on the season already. He's actually a really good pitcher as well. Wow, that's crazy. On, on top of like, you know, 
Power like, Rangers. You haven't seen like you haven't seen like, anything like this since the days of Babe Ruth. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I, was, that's what I was getting at. Like this is this is the like the equivalent of like like you know the two way player in football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you just don't see shit like this anymore. So yeah, yeah, it, it's I think it's impressive what the the, the gentleman's doing. Um, you know, I, I guess the thing that becomes like, how long can you keep that up? Yeah, because pitching is an art form. And batting is an art. And there's a reason why, like, most pitchers don't hit very well. You know? Right. They don't spend enough time dedicated to that art form. And there's a reason why most batters don't pitch very well. It's because, again, they don't have the ability to do so. So it's at some point somebody's going to have to give. You know? Yeah. But well, I mean, we can ride out as long as we can because it's, it's impressive to watch. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I want it's time for America's new, new, new favorite segment. What is Tim's wiener up to? This week, Tim sent me a picture of his wiener, and you'll never guess what he did. Tim's wiener got into a pack of bacon. Bacon was everywhere. It was on Beaver. It was also on Tim's face. (laughs) Tim's wiener was covered in bacon. Have you ever seen a wiener wrapped in bacon before? Yes, I, I have. Not this kind of wiener, not not a doction, but I have seen a wiener wrapped in bacon before. And no, Thad, not at your glory hole. <laughs> Tune in next week to see what Tim's wiener is up to. Okay, time to go. We're going to do a baby bird dress up tonight. That's where I'm the baby bird and platypus chews up the food and spits it in my mouth. Well, yuck and double yuck. Yeah. Uh, Anything to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man, I'm good. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. You can send us an email like Thad does each and every week. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. We are a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, the Pod Breed Network. Just give them a Google search. You'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to check us out each and every week. Can't thank you enough for your support. Thanks. So on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.